Hello, friends, and welcome to a special end-of-year episode of So Important. At this time of year, it's hard not to be a bit reflective. There seems to be so much divisiveness, so much intolerance in the world today, and it's hard not to ask, can't we do a little better? I'm an optimist by nature, and I will always answer yes to that question. And sometimes the answers are in the simplest of lessons learned so very long ago. For over 20 years, Fred Rogers hosted Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, the innovative children's television show that helped so many of us come to understand ourselves and the world around us just a little bit better. Fred espoused a simple philosophy of acceptance and inclusiveness, and it seemed worth it to me to ask what Fred might have to teach us today. Karen Strubel Myers is the Associate Director and the Director of Development and Communications at the Fred Rogers Center for Early Learning and Children's Media on the campus of St. Vincent's College in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. We talked about the mission of the Fred Rogers Center, its groundbreaking programs, and how the center is carrying out Fred's legacy. And we talked about how Fred's teachings can be meaningful today. Karen, thank you for joining me, and I'm wondering if you could tell me a bit about yourself and what it was about the center that led you there. Well, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate the opportunity. I came to the center seven years ago, and I came because I had been working in early intervention funding programs at the time, and the center had developed a new position to support their fundraising and communications, and so they were looking for somebody that had some background in supporting early childhood education. And so naturally, when there was an opportunity to potentially work with Fred Rogers like I jumped at the chance, and I've been here ever since. What was it about the uh, Fred Rogers Center and its mission that appealed to you? Honestly, I was somebody that grew up in a very rural area, and so public broadcasting was a major part of the entertainment offerings that were available to me as a child. So I often tell people I grew up on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, Sesame Street, and sometimes the Electric Company. Are you part of St. Vincent's College? We are. We are actually an academic center here at St. Vincent College, and we've been here since we opened in 2003. Uh, we were actually developed under the planning guidance of Fred Rogers, but unfortunately, he never lived to see us open. He passed away in February of that year, and we opened in September in 2003. This was actually his vision in some ways. Yes. Um, when he was starting to think about ways that he could continue his advocacy work beyond Mr. Rogers' neighborhood, he had a conversation with our Archabot and Chancellor, Douglas Nowicki, who was a good friend of his. And Archabot Douglas said, Fred, why don't you come back to your original neighborhood? So when we think about the Fred Rogers Center, we often think about it as a promise made to a best friend. So of course, even though Fred is no longer with us, um, Chancellor Archabot Douglas has been phenomenal in supporting the center and wanting to see our national mission move forward. Let's talk about Fred Rogers and his mission and what that, how that translates in the work that you do at the center. Well, our mission is to help children grow as confident, competent, and caring human beings. And that actually came from a question that Joanne Rogers asked Fred herself. You know, what could he do to help young children become confident, competent, and caring? And we thought if that's a good enough for Joanne 
Rogers to be asking Fred, then, you know, that question is great enough for us to be exploring in our mission. And so we really try to stay true to the vision of Fred Rogers because we believe that the key to every child's healthy development is the power of human connection and that we can all do something to nourish children's lives through positive interactions. And how does that translate into your programs? So programmatically, we offer several different programs. We have a program here called Simple Interactions, and it's really based on this idea that Fred Rogers believed that children grow and learn best when they have at least one strong developmental relationship. And that doesn't necessarily mean with a parent. It can be with any caring adult. And so in that program, we have a video-based approach where we work with child-serving practitioners, and we go out and film them in their day-to-day settings and look at the quality of interactions that they're having with the children that they're serving. And we go back to our lab here, which is called Incubator 143, and we edit those videos and we go back and provide professional development sessions around those clips with the idea that these practitioners learn and grow together. And when you uplift and empower what they're doing well on a day-to-day basis, they tend to do a lot more of it. So some Simpler interactions has become a really wonderful way um, to improve quality in child-serving settings. And it's a very low-cost approach to doing that as well. And how many people go through the program each year, and where are they from? Uh, Interestingly enough, our Simple Interactions program uh, has been in 13 states over this past year, and we've been reaching practitioners on a variety of levels. And those are practitioners that are in early childhood, after-school programs, residential care facilities, children's hospitals, and even orphanages in China. You talked about communications, and I wanted to be sure to ask you about that because of your background. So we communicate the mission in a variety of ways. We have a very robust social media platform. And of course, we have people that follow us on Twitter who are very much interested in some academic work and wanting to know more about the most recent research related to supporting children's healthy development. Then we have people that are on our Facebook audience who tend to have a real nostalgia for Mr. Rogers. And so it's always exciting to share new things related to Fred's legacy because with the 50th anniversary of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, People have been incredibly excited to learn more about Fred and his work and how that can be applied today. In addition to that, we also have a program here at the center that is focused on digital media and learning. So in 2012, we helped write a position statement with the National Association for the Education of Young Children on technology and interactive media serving children in early childhood classrooms. And that was really looking at technology use for children birth to age eight and how we can use technology in developmentally appropriate ways so that it fosters creativity, imagination, and learning, much like Fred used television of his day to support healthy development. It sounds like you're taking modern tools and really using them to build up what Fred had talked about all those years on his television show. Absolutely. But what we want to be able to do with technology is use it in creative ways. So it just doesn't become technology for technology's sake in the classroom, but it's used to really supplement and augment what early childhood educators are already doing in new and creative ways. How would you characterize Fred's message? I think there are several themes that we know were related to 
Fred's life and work at the center. We talk about learning through relationship, growing on the inside. And when we think about some of the universal themes related to Fred's programming, it was really about helping people appreciate their own uniqueness. And I think that everybody in some ways, you know, longs to know that they are worthy of being loved. And I think that that is an opportunity that Fred provided for so many of his viewers. So this idea of being a good neighbor and universal kindness becomes so important when we think about Fred's work. And of course, you know, you'll often realize that the pace of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood was really designed to feel like you were sitting down for a visit with a television neighbor. And so I think as we think about our modern society and how busy we often are, how often do we take the time to sit down and visit with our neighbors or continue to connect? And I think one of the very important things that Fred taught us is to take time to have a holy appreciation of one's neighbor and to foster those types of relationships. You know, Fred came to think of whoever he was with as his neighbor at the time. So we're really all connected in the neighborhood of humanity if we really think about that. It seems like so much of it comes down to to two things. And one is this idea of being appreciated for who you are on the inside, as you put it. And the other is what you were just talking about, this aspect of connection. Fred seemed to really care about connection to each other as people. And that seems to be where you guys are picking up. I would say that is a fair characterization, especially when we think about the work of Simple Interactions. It's all focused on this idea of having a connection between a child and their caregiver. And so that becomes really important to fostering those developmental relationships. You know, I remember watching the movie and seeing some of the criticisms, and I felt that they were really misguided because he wasn't talking about who you are on the outside. He was talking about helping kids to appreciate and understand who they were on the inside. And I think that's such a beautiful message. It really is a beautiful message. And I think if we all reflect back on our own childhoods, you know, we all had those moments where we wanted to know that we were lovable or somebody could care for us just the way we are. And I think that is the reassurance that Fred offered children. You know, in today's society, sometimes that message gets taken a little bit out of context. But certainly, I think that's one of the universal concerns that all people have, you know, am I worthy of love? Am I worthy of friendship? And how do I make other people feel like they're worthy of that as well? It seems to me that maybe Fred is is being recognized a little bit more for his message now. And I'm wondering if you agree with that. And if you have any thoughts about why that might be the case. Well, I think that there is a certain nostalgia that comes with Fred Rogers. You know, certainly we see that in our social media audiences. And there are a lot of people who grew up watching Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood and viewing it daily. And of course, those people today have children of their own. And of course, we also have to remember that there is a generation of people who didn't grow up with the neighborhood every day. And we have millennial parents that didn't necessarily grow up on the neighborhood that are getting to know Fred for the first time through the documentary film, through the Fred Rogers biography, The Good Neighbor. And so it's really introducing a whole new generation to Fred's work and how really pioneering he was for his time. I think we're at a time right now where we need to get back to basics. And he was really talking about just fundamental, basic truths about how we need to be with each other. 
the underpinnings of Fred's work were really focused on social emotional development with young children and meeting those social emotional needs. And I think even as adults, we all have those social emotional needs that we need to be met. Um, and so certainly that's something that I think resonates with people and thinking about, you know, how we connect with one another, how we become good neighbors, how we foster kindness in our communities. And so those are the lessons that I think you carry forward from something like the Fred Rogers documentary, this idea that, you know, you can make a commitment to doing good in the world and really have it make a great impact. If Fred were to look at our society today, what would he want to tell people? Well, although I can't speak for Fred, um, I do have some quotes in the Fred Rogers Archive, which is housed here at the Fred Rogers Center. And it's an amazing resource of over 18,000 items related to Fred's life and work. And it's this idea of there isn't anybody you couldn't come to like if you got to know their story. And so I think taking the time and striving for understanding becomes really important, you know, in an age where it's easy to you know, form an opinion very quickly. You know, we need to ask questions. And I think that's one of the things that Fred encouraged us to do is have a natural curiosity and to wonder about things and that it's okay to wonder. And so certainly being able to, you know, communicate and ask questions and connect and try to find our commonalities as well as appreciate our differences. Because, you know, Fred would say, you know, the way I would paint a tree might not be the way you would paint a tree. But that doesn't mean that, you know, what we're doing is is wrong. We're just doing it different from one another. And it's okay to disagree. And it is okay to disagree, I think, as long as you do it in a way that is is kind and neighborly and certainly um, you know, in keeping with Fred's idea of the idea that we are all part of a neighborhood. I think I may have mentioned I actually grew up in Fred Rogers' neighborhood in Pittsburgh. Which is really a tremendous city because when you think about Pittsburgh, it's not only a city, but it's a collection of neighborhoods. So I think everybody has this wonderful connection to their community within the community, so to speak. If there's anything you'd want to say that crystallizes your message, that something you'd like people to walk away with, what would that be? I think Fred Rogers, you know, always thought about this concept of goodness. And so I have a quote on my desk that says, try your best to make goodness attractive. That's one of the toughest assignments you'll ever be given. And so as we think about making goodness attractive, doing the best for our neighbors, as well as trying to do the best for ourselves. And so how do we do that in our day-to-day lives? And so knowing what we know about Fred Rogers' message and what resonates with each and every one of us, you know, it becomes a question of how we apply that personally and individually to be better neighbors within our own communities. Karen, uh, that is so well said. I can't thank you enough and good luck to you and the work of the center. It's a great endeavor and I'm so glad we had the chance to well, talk. Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. And we're so grateful to be able to connect with a Pittsburgher and share information about the center and Fred's legacy. So thank you. Well, thank you, Karen. Karen, you've given us a lot to think about as we enjoy this holiday season and look forward to the new year. So thank you again for joining me and telling us about the important work of the Fred Rogers Center. To those listening for the first time, welcome. We talk to all kinds of interesting people like Karen. 
folks who believe passionately in what they do or how they live their life or really any topic. I hope you will stay with us as we continue our journey. To our longer-term listeners, I hope you are enjoying our many wonderful guests, and I hope I am meeting your expectations. Please share this episode with others who may find it of interest or might be inspired by Karen's words. And of course, a nice word or rating on iTunes is always appreciated. A happy new year to everyone, and I hope that as we look forward, let's be inspired by the lessons of Fred Rogers and strive to do what we can, even if it's just a little, to make this world a better place. Thank you, listeners. And finally, to Fred Rogers, thank you for all you've given us. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood, a neighborly day for a beauty. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? I have always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. I've always wanted to live in a neighborhood with you. So let's make the most of this beautiful day. Since we're together, we might as well say, Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? Won't you please? Won't you please? Please won't you be my neighbor? Neighbors are people who are close to us, and friends are people who are close to our hearts. I like to think of you as my neighbor and my friend.